I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty it real. Welcome to another edition of the Podcast. I'm back. Uh, I think it's it's only been like two weeks, three weeks that I haven't been here, but it, it feels like a long time. But it feels like I haven't missed anything at all. Um, so that is the the positive to being away and MMA cards being shitty right now, UFC cards being shitty, is uh, you can go away for three weeks and you don't really miss anything. Uh, last fight I watched was Izzy and Pereira, and that was pretty awesome. Um, but the MMA analysis is back. We are still brought to you by the Hammer Betting Network. I know Sean, the butt cheeks were clenched to, to make sure that I was going to get that in. Uh, you got to get the, the plug for... The, the corporate sugar daddies in, or uh, they cut off the flow. Uh, Sean, how, how you doing? Good. Um, we jinxed it. Uh, Lance and I jinxed it last week on the podcast, or two weeks ago, I guess. Uh, we were just like, yep, got to get through one last shitty card, and then we got pretty good cards to end the year. And then, of course, we know what's happened to the card uh, a couple weeks from now. But, uh, yeah, um, this week's actually decent for a fight night card. I know the the main event is, I don't know. I don't. I don't think most people are into. It. Some people are probably into it. It, it should be interesting, but uh, at least we got some some decent names uh, throughout the card. So it's not just a, a bunch of complete unknowns. So we'll take that at this point, sadly. And it's a good thing we don't have a breakdown from two weeks ago because there's 15 fights on this card, so uh, you don't need to listen to all that. Wesley, I see you're uh, you're kicking it in the smoky opium den down there. Uh, how how are things going? Right, doing good, man. Uh, enjoyed the holiday. Finally got around a big group of family again and uh, had the big spread like we used to do. Uh, there you go. Past couple of years of you know bunch of bullshit going on. So uh, was this the first time for like little dude to to get with all the family? Yeah, I like the big, big family. Like, we kind of, nice. we, you know, get yeah. a little, uh, Christmas last year with just his grandpa and, and shit like that. But yeah, I took him around the big, the 30, 40 people Thanksgiving crowd this year. And yeah. He, cool. uh, he's a terror. He's, <laughs> <laughs> don't leave you drink laying around because it's a hand, <laughs> a hand is going in it. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It's good, good time. Uh, yeah, good, to, good to get around people even. Even though some of them they're 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 out there and and they they're not on the same wavelength on some things as uh, as I am being around uh, the state that I'm I'm from, but uh, we kind of we we kind of let it all go to to break bread and and drink have a uh, good time, drink good you drinks. You, one you hang out with too many Canadians, man. That, that's your problem. We're we're pulling you, we're pulling that's, you to the left. That socialism is just pulling <laughs> into you, Wesley. The communism. I mean, I, I got the like a the soul of a of Bernie Sanders over here or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. Good, the soul good. of Bernie Sanders and the accent of Colonel Sanders. That's our Wesley. <laughs> there it is. There you go. You don't. You don't. You don't run around. Well, there, there's a few of us. There's a few of us. <laughs> we appreciate you. 
Um, speaking of socialism, Sean, I was out in, uh, on Vancouver Island. Uh, that yeah. seems like your, your kind of crowd. There's, uh, hippie galore out there. I, I brought back some weird beers that they have, yep. uh, a kelp stout, which is like the, mm. the most West Coast thing that yeah. can possibly exist. Um, they, they might even be a, a bit too crunchy even for me out there. It's interesting. It's a good time out there. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Anyway, let's get into uh, UFC. What are they calling this? UFC Tampa or something? Orlando? Something like that? I don't know. It's in an something actual like city that. and like an actual arena uh, with a big size cage and there's going to be people there. Um, so I don't know about you guys, but like the apex was nice when we were in the middle of the pandemic, but it, cards in front of people are better. I, I don't really need to hear the uh, the corners yelling at guys. It's uh, it's nice to hear some people scream, and uh, even when they boo when the fights are shitty, that's better than Dominic Cruz and DC yapping the whole time. Yeah, I, th- I think we talked about it a bit. How um, UFC getting out of the apex forces them to put on somewhat legit cards and uh instead of just mailing in at the at the apex where they'll put like one one good fight um so i think that helps us here and and sounds like they're gonna do a decent amount more of of getting out of the apex next year so hopefully that's that's good news for us fans i mean there's only so many good cards they can do in a year at this point but uh yeah, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. Anyway, let's uh, get into the first fight because this one's really going to bring the people out. Uh, women's strawweight division. Uh, Yasmin Hiaraguay, Haraguay, I don't know, Uruguay uh, against Estella Nunes. Um, yeah, Sean. Bring starting it home. Off with, starting off with an absolute banger. Um, I, I don't have anything here. I... So Toutmaster, the code that Jerry wrote for Toutmaster limits it to only 14 uh, fights. Uh, and he actually had to expand that a couple times. In the last couple of years, all of a sudden, we've been having these monster cards. And, and unfortunately, now that COVID's kind of a little bit in the past, uh, we, we're not getting as many late notice cancellations. Uh, so uh, I hope there is a fight on this card that gets canceled. So I don't have to eliminate this uh this one this it's, this fight but i mean this one gets eliminated anyway canceled. so i guess it's not it's not the worst thing uh i'll i'll take the lady who hasn't lost twice to bad fighters in the UFC. there you go wes uh, if this ends up on the talent master board i'll i'll take Nunez as a dog but uh nothing on this one yeah, I think this uh, this Yasmin was in a fight that you guys said was good, and it was on a main card, um, but I still never got around to watching it. Um, so I got nothing here. Um, pass. I will pass on it in Toutmaster, whether it's there or not. <laughs> um, and the principles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's one more where I have to stick to my guns. I set a precedent earlier in the year, but uh, this one I just hope isn't on there. That, that would be wonderful for me. Uh, unfortunately, Sean, I don't think it's going to be COVID if this does get canceled because they're in Florida. <laughs> You're not testing for that shit in Florida. Come on. Roof. 
Uh, so somebody better get injured. Uh, anyway, moving on to the featherweight division, we have Francis Marshall. I think he's a Dana White contender series guy taking on Marcelo Rojo. Sean? Not much here either. Uh, Rojo is is not good. I mean, he, he, he lost to good guys uh, in the UFC, but he's, he's not good. Um, is this Marshall guy any good? I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's too fraudulent of a, a Ken Sender series fighter. Uh, I think he's good enough to beat Rojo. Uh, beyond that, I'm not sure. Maybe he shows me something against Rojo. Um, so he's the pick, Marshall. Wes? Yeah, I, I think Marshall's okay. He just had a, like a really boring ass contender series win. Um, but Rojo's old and just. He, yeah, he's fought some good guys. He's gotten obliterated by those dudes. Um, I, I think Marshall is, is good enough to, to beat Rojo here, but, and do you want to lay juice on a dude that, you know, won a shitty decision on contender series? We'll see if the line comes down a little more. It is getting a, a little better in some spots. Um, I think he's going to win this fight. He just, it's not something I want to lay minus 155 on at this point. I'll, I'll watch the line, but I think Marshall's just a way better guy. And this is a, I think a pretty good matchup they're giving him here against a guy that's maybe not a name, but has fought some names. So it'll look good on his resume. Um, just think it could end up being a, a close decision win. It's not something I want to lay you, Sean. Yeah. I actually, uh, now that I think about Marshall, I remember him from, Dana White contender series because they spent the whole fight trying to convince themselves that the fire was a, a hilarious nickname and that nobody in MMA had ever thought of using fire as their nickname with their last name being Marshall. Um, so that's my, my big memory of him, but I didn't, that's how good that fight was. That's, that's what we <laughs> talked about. I didn't think he sucked though. Uh, I, I thought he was pretty good and Rojo has a round in him. And if he doesn't put you away in that round, he doesn't have a whole lot past that. And Marshall seemed like he, he could take some shots and, and keep coming. So I expect he's either going to win the last two rounds or maybe get a late finish because everybody seems to finish Rojo late. Uh, I just wish it was more than plus 800 because that is not high enough for me to bet that prop. Lightweight division. We have, uh, one of the, one of the people, uh, my people. Not like the Kanye West reference to the people. <laughs> Different stuff, all right? Fans over here. Uh, Natan Levy taking on Gennaro Valdez. A lot of, a lot of Mexican fighters on a card in... That's weird. That was me. Was yeah, some, I know. I was getting some crackling. I, I had to try to reset here. We, we got Sounds a little like crackling. So yeah. you got some painful ears stuff, but yeah, uh, yeah. seems to have fixed it. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, not not too much here either. I mean, Levy seems like you know he's got a decent motor, can grapple. That's probably good enough here, um, but I don't really want to bet him. He's a close to two to one favorite. Oh, Wesley. Yeah, I kind of I kind of feel the same way. Um, another guy that I think is probably a little bit better and it's got enough here to win. Um, probably a pretty shitty decision and it's just 
a little too juicy. There's some other chalk spots on, on the card that I like a whole lot better than, than these two guys, even though I think they win. Um, it's just something I don't want to lay a kind of price on. I, I, I do think Levy's the, the better guy here. Um, I know Valdez looked, looked decent in his contender series win to get uh, into the UFC, but, man, then he got smoked by Frivola, um, who's actually done that to a couple guys here lately, so maybe that's not as – not yeah, as bad as weird as, as it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, but yeah, I still think Levy's better. He's he's going to be the the bigger, stronger dude in this fight. Uh, like Sean said, I think his grappling's good enough. So I, I like him to win, but it's just it's it's a price that's a, a little bit too too steep for me. Yeah, I don't have anything to bet in this one. I think eventually Levy gets takedowns and he should get a sub down there, but. Don't trust it. Don't really want to bet it. Um, and he might just get cracked in the first 30 seconds. So um, that's enough to keep me away from a guy that I'm not a huge fan of. Women's strawweight division. Uh, this this is the one that they're hoping is going to get the people into their seats during the prelims um, and kick off like an 11 fight card or 12 fight card, whatever the hell's left at this point. Uh, Tracy Cortez taking on Amanda Hibas in the, like, yeah, if, if they didn't fight MMA, like, yeah, still. <laughs> Sean? Yeah, there's, yeah. Um, I like Rebus here. Uh, I haven't decided if I'm going to bet her or not. I'm very bad at betting small favorites. Um, so obviously hope that Rebus gets to plus money. I think she was there at, at some point. Uh, but it's basically like I'm, I think she's got a good enough takedown defense that I don't think Cortez is going to get her down. I, I think if somebody's going to be on top, it's going to be Rebus. I, I think she's got decent enough, you know, sub defense from the top that she'll be able to fight off anything Cortez throws up. And Rebus might be a little bit better on the feet. Uh, I know she's obviously lost, but she's fought the way tougher competition. Cortez is, uh, he's been, uh, scheduled very nicely by the matchmakers, I think. Um, so I think this is going to be a tougher challenge. It's a pick em. Probably going to end up with a, a small bet on Rebus. Wesley. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I think Rebus is a little, a little better than Cortez everywhere here. I do think she's a little bit better on the feet than, than Tracy Cortez is. But, man, I know Cortez can't fucking smash a fucking grape. But, man, I, there's just something about Rebus that's, that scares me nowadays. That We know she's going to get punched. Like, if they're on the feet, she's getting punched in the face. And I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm still worried about her getting cracked, but... I, I still lean her here. Um, not enough for me to bet it. Like like Sean, maybe if some plus money shows up on her, but I still think this is a really close fight. You're you're gonna be just hoping you can get a couple rounds here, and they're, they're all gonna be close. So um, it's gonna be a pass. But I, I might might look at something something live here, see how the first round goes, and what kind of numbers that those idiots are sitting on on a Saturday evening and. When they're not paying attention, maybe we get something stupid. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick Rebus, uh, pass on a bit. 
I think Rebus as well. Um, as Sean said, she should have the, the takedown defense and grappling defense that Cortez can't beat her that way. And if this is on the feet, even though her chin isn't great, she's the much better striker. She's faced better people. Um, Cortez has been competitive in some of her fights against not great competition, uh, which isn't the best sign. So I'll take uh, Hebus in this one, but I'm not sure that I can get to betting it uh, like Sean as well. Uh, next up, featherweight division. It's the damage. We've got the Damn. damage and the danger on the same card. Top five Man. tattoo all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Elkins uh, taking on JSP. Um, I I tried to go against him last time. I, I jumped off the wagon from my we boy. All and... We all did. It was a consensus, and it got absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean... It, it was uh, it was an interesting first round, but he just absolutely cooked Amir Khani in that last fight. That was, uh, that was pretty good. impressive. He looked good. Sean? <laughs> yeah, that questionable Amir Khani uh, cardio showed up in full, full effect <laughs> on, on that mm-hmm. fight. Um, yeah, this should be an interesting fight. Like, I mean, Elkins is pretty washy. Uh, you know, he's, he's kind of... We, I kind of thought he was done after... Uh, just getting wrecked by Lamas, Ryan Hall, and Nate Landwehr. Uh, you know, they, they gave him some winnable fights. He, I think he came through a, a couple times as, as a dog. He's he's still in there. He's still fighting. Because uh, I don't know what else a guy like that's going to do after fighting. So, um, JSP has looked very questionable in a couple fights. He's got away with it. Um, I think Elkins has got decent enough wrestling defensively, offensively that that he can make Pierce work, and then if he works, and maybe they both kind of get a little sloppy and gets tired, and then this becomes a bit of a closer fight. I think that's a pretty wide line that they have on on Pierce. Um, so I think I'm gonna throw a, a tiny dart on on Elkins. Um. Pierce probably wins, but this doesn't feel like a minus 400, minus 450 kind of fight. It does not. Wesley? Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a little a little wide, but but I yeah. just... <laughs> look, I've bet on Darren Elkins a lot over the years, man. He's made me some money. I just... I, I can't see it here. Um, I do think he stays in tough though. I, I do think, I think Sean's right on that the second and third round is going to get gassy and kind of sloppy and stuff. I just think, I think JSP is going to be able to have the top control a little more and, and just have the position a little more. Um, I was kind of looking at the over. It's, uh, it's even money right now, two and a half rounds. Um, I don't see Elkins finishing Pierce. I think if you're, if you need Elkins to get there, even his decision is plus 600 or something like that. I think he's going to need to, you know, still a second and third round over a really gassy JSP. That's, that's how I see it going, but I think it's just going to be the other way around. Close, close second and third round. I, I like the over two and a half. Um, it's, uh, right around even money plus 105 out there. Um, 
I don't I don't hate the Elkins, you know, staff. I mean, the the price is just huge. That that decision price is is kind of crazy. Um, I, I'll probably end up picking Elkins and Talmesser because I'm completely out of it. I've just been picking dogs here lately to try to catch up a little bit. Um, I do think Pierce wants this fight though. I just think that line is is kind of stupid. Yeah, it's uh, it's a big one. It's they're they're tempting me. They're they're trying. He steals uh, one every now and then, don't he? Every now and then he comes out he, of blue and steals one. He does. You know, I was thinking about the decision prop as well, um, and then I looked at his record, and four of Elkins' last six wins are by stoppage. Darren Elkins. Who who would have thought? Gas and dudes he wears them out. And summon ha- yep. somehow finishing them. They, they, they quit before he does, like straight up. Yep, and... Uh, Pierce had a, a few gassy moments uh, against Christian Rodriguez. Uh, obviously, that turned very hard in the other direction in his last fight against uh, Amir Khani. But I think this is just going to be sloppy and scrambly. Uh, Pierce hasn't dropped anyone in his UFC career. He gets on top of guys and controls position and will maybe TKO them with, uh, with ground and pound. But he doesn't hurt people. Uh, and I don't think he's ever going to be able to get Elkins into one of those positions. So I think that the over is a good play here. I don't think that Elkins is going to finish Pierce, um, who has been finished quite a bit himself. Uh, but, you know, uh, I guess not quite a bit. I mean, finished by Lozon. Um, and then early in his career, I think. But, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with that over and try to avoid the Elkins trap in, in this one. But Toutmaster is certainly going to be uh, taking one on there for the damage. Uh, Got to do it for the brand, for the old dudes. And I need every single massive underdog to win in order to uh, have any shot of getting in the money this year. Lightweight division, speaking of old dudes and big underdogs, Michael Johnson, the weirdest looking right hand that is somehow also super clean in MMA history, uh, taking on the, the, the British grappler to end all British wrestlers, D1 Casey. Sean? Yeah, D1 Casey, uh, I didn't see that coming when he, uh, started out in, in the UFC, but I mean, to be fair, he's, he's, Used it to to great effect when when he's had when his striking game is is not up to par against the guy he's fighting. Um, I like him in this fight. It's like minus three hundred at the cheapest, like minus three twenty, minus three forty. That does seem a bit high, but Daikisi can probably wrestle, and his striking is is pretty damn good. Every once in a while, Johnson, you know shows up and, and throws and his hands look great. I don't know if we'll get that here. I, I think he'll be a little bit worried about the takedown. That might freeze him. There's a lot of chalk on this card. Uh, it's it's uh, dodging the bad chalk and, and somehow finding the good chalk. This might be the good chalk. I haven't uh, decided if I'm going to chalk this uh, one up and put it in the parlay. Wesley? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there too. I, I... Actually, I do think this is some some good chalk here, though. Um, I think you're going to get another safer performance out of 
out of uh, OD1 Kesey here. Um, Michael Johnson will probably fight off uh, a few takedowns and stuff. And I mean, I'm not, Gaia Kesey can still bang on the feet, man. Like that dude's got some, got some striking. He's got some hands, got some big power. Like I would, it wouldn't shock me whatsoever if he catches Michael Johnson with something and lays him out off of uh, some, some takedown attempts and shit and Johnson stuffing on, but I do think he's going to eventually get some takedowns here. And um, this might get kind of, kind of boring how he does it here lately. Um, either which way. I like Diakisi all around here. I just, I, I think he's the better guy at this point. I mean, Michael Johnson pulled one, one off a, a, a couple back. Um, had some, I, I think we got some decent plus money on him against the, against O'Allen Patrick there. And, um, then he just, man, if Jamie Malarkey can go out there and put it on him like that, like Diakisi's going to go out there and put it on him, man. Um, I'll be trying to parlay him with something. Um, I, the the over two and a half here is like minus two twenty five. Daikisi by decision. You're getting a plus one ten at Betway. Um, it's not widely open everywhere. Uh, Daikisi had some plus money by decision with an over sitting at a price like that, and him sitting at minus three fifty. Probably not a bad spot to try to get involved with, but I'll probably have him parlayed with some other chalk on her. There's just I think there's a lot of good chalk on here, but it's like Sean said, you gotta, you gotta dodge the bad shit because there's gonna be, there'll absolutely be one or two that goes down. It just, it's gonna happen. But I, I like Diakisi quite a bit here. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, the British wrestler is safe. Uh, the immortal last words of, uh, of my betting year, but I'm, I'm probably gonna have to, to put him in something. I mean, you look at the best case scenario for, for Johnson in this one, and he has a big moment. Uh, but Dyakis, he's got a good chin. He's going to fight through that, and he's probably going to keep, that's probably going to encourage him to go for more takedowns if something like that happens. So uh, I think this matchup plays out really well for him. I mean, we saw it in Johnson's last fight. He had some moments against Jamie Malarkey and couldn't sustain them. I mean, he hasn't sustained a performance since, I don't know, Barbosa uh, was like the only time in his career that he's had like a good, consistent 15 minute performance. Uh, it's just not the type of fighter he is. So I like Daikisi probably by decision just because it's Daikisi. Um, but man, if Johnson in the second or third round decides to just give something away, that can't shock you. So. I think this might just end up being a parlay leg for me, uh, which don't love, but I, I think I kind of have to. Lightweight division, uh, and I hope I'm going in the right order. I'm just going by tapology. I'm sure they've changed it a million times, and they'll change it a million more before Saturday. Lightweight division. The Carpenter is back, just just carving more wood. Uh, he looks like one of the dudes I ran into out on the, the West Coast. Guaranteed. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, taking on the, the hot sauce man scott holtzman uh nashville's finest semi-professional hockey player sean oh did he play hockey i've never heard that before <laughs> um yeah it's a bit concerning if you're backing uh holtzman he is coming off of those two two finishes now obviously that was a, a decent amount of time ago and it was against 
pretty damn good fighters. So um, hopefully he's been been resting up and, and taking care of that brain of his. Um, I think he's got decent enough wrestling to, to make Clay work. Clay's wrestling is is not what it once was, that's for sure. Um, I think Holtzman's good enough on the feet, and I think he's got a chance at, at putting old Clay out. That uh, that chin is is just sitting there to be cracked, and, and some guys have done it uh, somewhat recently. Santos couldn't finish the job, even though he uh, was absolutely raining down fucking blows. Um, I think Holtzman has more power. He can get him up there, so... Ultimate by TKO is like plus 500. That, I, I think that might worth, be worth a, a small stab. I think he wins regardless. Wes, are we, uh, are we down in some hot sauce uh, this weekend? Yeah, yeah, I, I like him in this spot. I, I just It's a little more shaky for me here. I, I, I think he's got the better wrestling, and he's not going to completely gas like some other dudes have. And giving Clay some, some opportunity to stay in some fights. Um, I think Holtzman can, can keep up with Clay's early pace and then keep going in the second and third round. Um, I do like him here, but I don't know. There's just something that feels funny about this one. It's, it's like Elkins, man. Clay Guida, he ain't Elkins even at this point, but it would shock me if he pulled off something dumb on Holtzman. Um, I do kind of do kind of lean Sean with that KO at, at plus five hundred. Um, Guida's just completely shot, man. If you can get that chin good, you can get him out of there. Holtzman's got some really good power. Um, I just don't, I don't know, man. Something's just telling me that this is going to get kind of grindy and shit and scrambly. And we've seen Clay in those kind of fights recently when he should have no chance. The dude stays around somehow and then pulls off. The dude's pulled off more fucking terrible decisions <laughs> over the past decade. Um, I mean, there's just something, something funny about this fight to me, but I, I do like Holtzman here. I think Holtzman connects with something, um, probably in the second or third round. Um, Clay would be really good and bouncy and doing this dumb shit for a round and then he'll start to slow down and Holtzman are getting. The TKO plus 500 is a nice little spot. I might just sprinkle that and, and call it. I'm sure Sean remembers uh, Guido's decision over Nate Diaz. That was that was a fun one. Sh- Sean worst. was just a little gaffer when that fight happened. The fucking worst. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's had he's had some throughout the years. Um, yeah, I just think he's he's done at this point. I mean, he lost to, to Puelas last time out, and that dude is hilariously bad. Um, lost a decision to Madsen, and we saw what his cardio looked like last time out. Very true. Um, it, his recent wins are Santos absolutely murdering him and then having a heart attack in the middle of the ring, uh, and Michael Johnson. Th- those are the dudes that he's beat. Uh, who are still live bodies five in the last five years. It's uh, it's not a good scene. I know that Holtzman's had a couple rough ones his last couple times out, but he's fighting guys who are very good right now. Uh, so I like Holtzman here. 
I think that even if his wrestling isn't good enough to, to stop Guida from getting the occasional takedown, he's just so much of a better athlete that he's going to be able to win some scrambles and get back to his feet and just sort of knock Diaz up on, or uh, Guida up on the beat. I don't know if I want to bet him, though. That's, that's a little sketchy. Anyway, uh, strawweight division, Angela Hill, Emily Ducati. Sean? Bit uh, confused about this fight. Um, does Ducati have some hype or something like that? Like, first of all, I don't even know why this fight's happening. Like, I, I know <laughs> I can I say know... that about four or five fights every card, Sean. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. In, in this particular instance, uh, like Hill, you know, she's got some losses, but those are against fairly elite uh, fighters. I thought that was a pretty good win against Godinez. She's an underdog in that fight, and then she's fighting Emily Ducati, and is an underdog to Emily Ducati. Didn't I... you see how she uh, boxed up Jessica Penne last time? I know. Around? That's an elite striking win right there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm surprised by this. Uh, I'm going to have to play Angela Hill. This might end up being a close striking fight. I'll take the more known commodity that throws a lot of volume is actually kind of upping her grappling game. Uh, whether she can implement that, I don't know, but it's it's at least another uh, another trick in the bag. So I, I like Hill here. Here's what it is with Ducati. Is there was that one fight in Invicta. That's it. Where That, that kick. Got it. No, no. Okay, there, so there was the kick. But then the fight after that, she was like a minus 1,500 favorite. And all of MMA Twitter ended up betting her opponent at like plus oh, nine hundred. Yeah, yeah, we so, was the, that yeah. Zapatella. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. people actually like tuned in and watched that fight. Uh, and the chick she was fighting was like four foot two, um, and she <laughs> absolutely destroyed her. Uh, and she was like crying in the middle of the fight. Uh, so people think that Ducati's some sort of badass now, um, and now she's a favorite against like actual good fighters. So. Take advantage of it. Um, I don't know if I'm actually going to bet it, but uh, definitely Angela Hill in, uh, in Toutmaster. Wes, what do you got? Yeah, I, I remember that night pretty good now. Uh, that that was a whole evening of of, uh, of the DM. Pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty good. It was pretty good night. Uh, in, in any other, you know. Uh, Invictive fight card. We wouldn't have been saying shit about it. One, you know, one bet uh, changes a lot of things. Um, yeah, I think it's more to that kick on Danielle Taylor, where she laid her out and it made the rounds on social media and shit like that. I, I think people remember that. Um, look, this is going to be um, a kickboxing match, uh, more than likely. And one chick comes forward and throws a lot of punches and shit. Uh, a lot of them don't connect, but she throws them, and she'll be coming forward. Uh, I think Angela Hill is a dog here. Is kind of kind of crazy to me. Um, something I'm gonna have to bet. I don't. I don't love it. You know, it's still really low. This is considered high level women's MMA, but this is this is this is low skill level MMA, man. So you just you never know. There, they're going to probably throw like 150 strikes a piece and like 10 are going to land. 
but you just you, you can't tell which ones are which. So a- Angela Hill is a dog. She's kind of crazy. So small bet. Either fighter to win by split or majority decision. There it is. Plus three fifty. Yep. There it is. That's it's got to be. It's got to be. All right, moving on to ah, still not the main card. We're almost there, folks. <laughs> almost there. <laughs> Uh, welterweight division, Nico Price taking on Phil Rowe. This, uh, this should be a interesting kind of weird car crash that happens. Sean? Yeah, there should be some violence. Um, both these guys. I mean, I, Nico Price has calmed it down a little bit, uh, from his heyday. Uh, he tries to be a little bit smarter in there, but I think Phil Rowe can, can kind of draw that out of him. Rowe's got good power. Nico Price has, has taken a good amount of damage throughout his career. Um, I thought he didn't look amazing against the ghost of Howboy. Um, I think Rose got a, a shot at, at cracking that chin. Um, I roll inside the distance, like plus 200, right around there. That, that might be worth a shot. Um, I think he's... I think it's going to be a fun fight, and it's going to be close if it, it turns into a brawl. I think even that might be getting to uh, to my threshold of just play the money line instead of the the inside, but yep. who knows? Maybe I'm just getting old and soft. Uh, Wes, what do you got here? Yeah, I think this this should be a, a pretty fun fight. Uh, Sean's right that you know Nico has kind of, He's tightened it up a little bit here lately. He's still, he can be drawn into some stuff. I think Rowe's going to draw him into to some stuff here. I, I think they're going to end up throwing down in, uh, in small, in, in spots in this fight. And man, I mean, Nico's getting a little old, man. That, that dude's, he's taking some beatings. I think Phil Rowe hits like a truck. He's, he's the younger, fresher guy. Um, going to be the bigger, stronger guy in this fight. Um, I mean, TKO is like plus 350 inside the distance, plus 200. I mean, him just money line. This is one of the dogs on this card that, that I like quite a bit. So, yeah, I'm on Phil Rowe, man. I, I think he can, uh, I think he can get Nico Price out of there. I think he's going to land something big and, um, he's going to, he's going to catch a ticket. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Rowe as well, but I don't know if I can bet it. Um, I, if, Price comes out and he actually tries to grapple. I think he can have some success there. Uh, Wit was able to have a bunch and then he got breathed on and we know what happens to that dude when, uh, when somebody touches him. Um, I don't, I just, I don't feel great about this one. I, I guess I think it, the price is kind of backwards and, and Roe should be a little favorite. Um, but this is also the best guy that he's fought by a decent margin. It's just, the best guy that he's fought who seems like he's on a, a bit of the backside of his career just because the, the way that he fights. So I guess Roe, uh, don't feel great about it though. Middleweight division, Eric Anders, your boy, your boy. taking on the medium Dukakis. Uh, it's been, uh, it's been a rough year for the Dukakises. Uh, just, uh, just, you know, Failing votes everywhere. Can't can't get the whole caucus together. Uh, Sean, what's what's happening here? 
Uh, Eric Anders is uh, terrible. And he also doesn't really do anything. He had like over four minutes of control time against Park last time, and he Dude. landed zero ground strikes in that four was... minutes. I think the, the medium Dukakis has good enough defensive wrestling and to stuff any takedowns that Anders throws or goes for. Uh, I think he can probably get Anders down. Um, and Anders stand-up is pretty terrible. The Dukakis isn't great, but I think it's good enough. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to lay the juice. It's a, it's a bit much. Anders is terrible, but I also didn't see uh, Dolidze just absolutely cleaning his clock last time. I don't think a lot of people did. Wes? I don't know. I, personally, I, I think you're getting a, a pretty good price on Dukakis in this spot. Um, I think Anders, not only is he just not as anywhere near as good as we ever thought he was going to be, but he's shot at this point. That that dude is absolutely shot. That, that dude has taken some hellacious beatings over the past five years or so. It's it's incredible. And now it's like, like Sean just talked about, even when he goes to his strength and, and gets a dude down and has all that top control, he can't throw. He, he just literally, they get him out of the first round and he gets fucking gassy now. Um, if he does get a takedown, he'll just lay on you and try to just fucking get his win back. I think, I think Dukakis can put on a, a really good performance here and get his, get his stock back up a little bit. And man, it just minus 200 here. I think it's a pretty good parlay piece. This is it's another safe one for me. I like uh, I like Dukakis in this spot. I think I'm biased when it comes to Eric Ander fights because I only the remember the ones where he gets finished or just like the absolute shit beaten out of him. Uh, because when he's winning, it's because nothing is happening. So it, it's it's hard to remember him actually doing well in fights. That said, I think. If this gets into the clinch and he is able to hold him up against the cage and maybe get some takedowns, that he's probably physically strong enough to do that to, to medium Dukakis. We're not talking about big Dukakis here. This is just a little medium Dukakis. Uh, extra medium Dukakis, maybe. Uh, so I, I think that Anders can slow this one down and make it grindy and ugly. Uh, so I'm going to stay away from, from Dukakis in this spot. But, man, it, it is tempting to fade Anders at any possible opportunity. And, you know, you're not getting a terrible price, minus 200 on, on Dukakis here. I, I'm not going to blame anybody that takes that. I'm just uh, going to stay away from it personally. What's the over here? The over's got to be pretty high, right? Yeah, minus, minus 175 for over two and a half. That's uh, a little bit out of my range as well, so I don't think I'll be playing anything in this one, but we'll see what happens on Saturday night. Moving on up, uh, this is where things start to get good. The, the rest of this card is pretty damn fun. Middleweight division again. We've got Jack Ermanson, uh, Ermanson taking on uh, Mr. Doolittle, who has done a lot lately. Uh, Sean, we need to think of a new nickname for him. I know. Uh, he was Doolittle after that Steripoli fight where he just 
did absolutely nothing. And then he sterapolied at him. <laughs> Uh, and then obviously he came out with two first round knockouts and looked like a, uh, I don't know, just an absolute monster. Um, yeah, that Starboli fight, that Giles fight, I know it was on short notice. It's, it's kind of sound like it's, I, I'm not sold on this guy. Um, he's, he's done what he's done. He's crushed a couple of guys and that's super impressive. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that against Hermanson. Um, I don't think he's going to have much success grappling Hermanson. And Hermanson just fought a, a very good striker last time, was able to um, implement a game plan, stick to it. It seems like his striking has improved quite a bit in the last couple of years. We're in a bigger cage. I think he might be able to stick and move on, on Delidze. Um, so I, I'm, I'm steering clear. Delidze has crazy power. Maybe he gets him out of there. Maybe tires Hermanson out. Uh, I, I'm just staying away. The picks Hermanson by volume, boring striking. You need to, to listen to more of our boy Aaron Bronstetter's uh, podcast because he's got oh, the sure. correct pronunciation of Jack Hermanson. Hermanson? Uh, yeah, Hermanson. He's like, uh, he's not Herman's son. Uh, he's Michael Jordan's son, actually. It's uh, the Airman. <laughs> It's his son. Yeah, there you go. Um, Wes, what, what's going on here? Yeah, I kind of I, I get what Sean is saying about his fight against Chris Curtis when his, his striking did look a, a whole lot better. Uh, we do got to say though that you know Chris Curtis looked like absolute shit in that fight. I, I'm not sure what what was wrong with him, but he was fighting he Jack it, it didn't look terrible against Strickland the fight before either. Yeah, Strickland's just, I don't... I know, he's a the, I don't know. The difference here, too, for me, is the power. that I, I, I'm i still worried about uh, R. Manson's fucking, you know, uh, chin a little bit. And, look, I, I do think he's the... He's absolutely the better grappler. And we had seen uh, Delizzi... He's been on the mat a little bit. Guys have been able to get a couple takedowns on him. Um, but man, just on the feet, dude, like he's going to be a massive guy in this cage. He, he's a, he's a huge dude at this, at this weight class. Hits like a truck. I just, man, at a, at a dog price, it, it's something I'm probably going to have to take a small shot on. I, I do think our Manson is, is the better guy here. Um, I'm just thinking that he might, he might like that. That, that newfound decent striking he's got and want to try to stay on the feet and play around a little too much against this guy and uh, he could get caught. So, you know, KO is plus 500. Um, I'll probably take a small little piece of that and a small bet on Delizzi as a dog here, but it's not something that I absolutely love. It's uh, these dog shots on this card for me are just, they're okay. It's just the one I like uh, a little bit. All right, listeners. I took you on a ride because he's going to be Doolittle again. We're, we're circling all the way back, circling the wagons. Uh, and, uh, and Sean's right. The, the Airmanson's going to dance around the outside. He's going to throw a lot of body kicks. Uh, the fact that Delidze's success on the feet has come a lot from the clinch is going to discourage him more from engaging and getting into those grappling exchanges. Uh, but if he does, 
he's got the leg lock game to avoid the, the knee bars and all that shit that, that Doolittle uh, likes to do. And I think that uh, Doolittle's willing to accept being on his back. Uh, we've seen that a little bit. And I think that if they do get into grappling exchanges, Ermansson is going to be more than happy to secure that top position and, and ride out some rounds. So I think that uh, he's going to be the one that I end up putting with uh, D1 Casey. We're, we're going to get two guys who have the ability to kick from the outside or get top control. And uh, it, it fits. You know, it, it feels right. So we're going with uh, with Ermansson to uh, get a decision in this spot. Heavyweight division, big boys. Uh, unfortunately, I, I I don't think I'm I'm going fatties in this one. It's no. plus two hundred at dimes. That's I have not seen one of those in a while. <laughs> and you can't even do it. You can't even. You can't I, even do it. Is it is it that close anywhere else? Because dimes plus, doesn't exist in Canada for me right now. It's it's plus one eighty five at bet online. Yeah, one seventy five, one eighty five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, if it if it balloons, we'll see. We'll see. But we got uh, Tai Tuivasa taking on Sergey Pavlovich, and Sean is there a boring Russian hidden under all of those steroids and muscles? Or no, not here. I, I don't at least. think so. <laughs> He's got sixteen wins, and thirteen of them are by first round. So he uh, he is not part of that crew. Um, I he could get Tuivasa out of there in the first. Tuivasa can take an ass whooping. Um, he's he's never never been finished in the first round. It's it's kind of always you know built up. You know, second round, third round sometimes. So I don't know what Pavlovich is gonna look like in the uh, second or third round. So that might make it a little tougher. Uh, Pavlovich in round two, like. Plus six hundred. Um, I, I guess that's not terrible considering the durability of Tuivasa. I think Pavlovich is going to get him down and smash him, and I I think that is going to be the difference. Um, if it was just a striking fight, I think Tuivasa can take some damage. With Pavlovich on top, I think he can can take him down and, and smash him on the ground. Tuivasa might not get hurt; he might just get you know just cover up and, and get a mercy stoppage. So. I think Pavlovich wins. I don't like it enough to play it at minus 200. Uh, two of us still has big power. It's heavyweights, man. I, I don't, I, I try to steer clear. Wesley. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Sean on this one. I, I think Pavlovich can, uh, can take, uh, Otoyabasa down and, and go to work here. Um, Pavlovich isn't, he's not a horrible man. He's good. I, I'm, I've just watched Tui Vasa get cracked by like everybody. Like that, that dude's been, Literally. he's been cracked and hurt by so many people. I just don't see Pavlovich stepping into something stupid like these other dudes do and end up getting finished by him after they beat his ass. Pavlovich is going to take this guy down and, and smash him. Um, I'm with Sean also though. Like the Tui Vasa is, is nuts. Can take a beating and hits like a truck. So do I want to lay minus 200 with, Pavlovich here? Uh, no, probably not. Um, Pavlovich by KO is like minus 130. 
Uh, I don't have my bet online account open, but on Best Fight Odds, it says Pavlovich round one is plus 175. If that if that price is right, I'll probably take some of that. Pavlovich round one plus 175. Um, so just just a question, because um, I'm I'm not into this sort of stuff. But how many takedowns uh, does does Pavlovich have in his UFC career? <laughs> none. <laughs> I I don't know. Is it none? No, I think <laughs> he's got <laughs> he's got like one or two right now. He had a he's got a it is zero. Is it? it is zero, and I'm just he has shot zero takedowns. He he shot two against Overeem. I'll give oh, you that. Oh, sorry, yes, Overeem. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> well, I didn't even look at that one. The guy who out wrestled him and ground and pounded him by the yeah. end of the first round. If yeah. he can um, say fuck takedowns and and go haymakers with Black Beast, I'm fine with him doing that here against Kui Basu. That's fair as well. Yeah, that's that's very fair, and and that's really what's keeping me away from going fatties here because I think both of these guys are going to have success yeah. on the feet. Um, Pavlovich, because he is way more athletic, is probably going to have success first, but he is facing a guy that Black Beast used to be able to do this. He's he's not built for it anymore. Uh, he's not going to take the damage and come back at you. Uh, he's he's going to fold when it starts to, to add up against him. Tuavasa is not going to do that. Tuavasa is going to throw shit back at this guy, uh, and we're going to see if if Pavlovich has what it takes. Uh, and I think that somewhere in there, Tuavasa is going to land something that does a whole lot more to Pavlovich than what he's getting hit with. Um, just because we've seen that a bunch of times against better guys. So I'm going to take two of Asa. Uh, I think that it's going to be a knockout because he doesn't really win in any other way. Uh, but because the knockout's only like 60 cents more than the money line, we're going for a Munich. Crikey! It's a Munich on an Aussie! Uh, plus 185. Lance and I are, are, are locking that down for Ty Tuavasa. Hopefully he doesn't do any of the disgusting, uncultured swine drinking after the fight. Uh, but I'm going to bet on him anyway. Plus 185 at Bet Online. That is going to be Munich this week. Love it. Love this, too. Flyweight division. Best fight on the card. By far. Uh, Mateus Nicolau taking on Matt Danger Schnell. The danger. The damage and the danger, Sean. Incredible. We should be so lucky as MMA fans. What's going on we here? Are, we are that lucky this Saturday. Um, it is uh, plus 175 at uh, Battle Online West. Oh, so, it moved? God damn it. I'm no, sorry, no, folks. No, no that, round, that's Round true. one, Pavlovich is plus yeah. 175. Oh, Your no, that Munich doesn't matter. That one, yeah, that's not going to win. Munich plus 185. Book it. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a fun one. Um, Matt Schnell kind of forces that. Um, he's, he likes to, to get in there. And, you know, he, he did uh, he did the thing last time. It, it got uh, pretty scary in there for him. Uh, I know Nicolau has like one finish and I think he, what does he add? Like eight, nine UFC fights. Um, it's been a few. It's been a few. 
Yeah, he's got good. I I feel like he's got good skills. He's got good offense. Um, I think Schnell is gonna force him to to throw and scramble and and just force a high paced action fight, uh, and that is gonna produce a finish. I believe. Um, either Nick like more likely is is Nicolau is gonna get uh, get Danger Schnell out of there, but you can never really count out Schnell. Yeah, he's he's snatched some some victories in the jaws of defeat uh, a couple times. So uh, under two and a half, so like plus money, uh, I'll I'll be taking some of that. Wesley, yeah, I think I think this could be a, a little bit of a, a coming out party for for Nicolau. I think that he's got all all the skill in the world. Uh, he's twenty nine now. Uh, think. What Sean says is like his eighth or ninth uh, UFC fight at this point. Uh, pretty big, pretty big name here. Uh, I think the kid's got all the skill in the world. He's just, just been kind of boring. He's been one of those point fighters and stuff. I, you, you see it a lot, you know, down at down at these weight classes. But he's in there against a guy that just is not gonna let him fight that type of fight. And I think that's gonna probably bring out the best in his game that we've seen. And um, I think um, I think that under is is a great spot here. Um, Snell has historically been a great under uh, fighter that you can bet on, and he went on a little stretch to where he got very safe and was trying to win fights in the UFC, and they ended up just being boring, close uh, decision losses for him. So he got back to that style that he gets back, you know, two back. How can you fight any other way against fucking Raw Dog? I mean, you know what kind of fight that's going to be. But, you know, his last fight, just he's back to just going for shit. Uh, I think he's uh, I think he's going to put Nicolau in that kind of fight. And I think we're going to see the, the best of Nicolau. And, um, I think I think that kid gets gets a finish in this spot. But also, like Sean said, like Snell can snatch a sub from just about any point in a fight. So uh, at plus money on that under. I like that quite a bit. And I like Nicolau in this fight. I think he's going to show, um, I think he's going to show all the, all the skill that, that he's got. I think Nicolau went through kind of some of the same stuff that, that Schnell went through in his last couple of fights where he, he got bonked a few times and he was like, Oh shit, I need to fight a bit safer. Yeah. Um, and now he's facing that guy that's going to bring the fight out of him regardless of if he wants to fight safe or not. And Schnell has been a, a great fighter for finishes and making exciting fights going back to his time on the regional scene. Uh, and he's an equal opportunity get finished. Uh, he, he will get knocked out or he will get subbed. Uh, Nicolau will get knocked out. I think that somebody in this spot is getting finished. So I love that under at even money or plus money. I am going to take some Schnell, though. Uh, some some Schnell inside the distance. I think plus 650 is out there. And uh, I think that's kind of crazy because Nicolau has been clipped and finished on a few occasions. Um, and I think that this fight is lined a little too wide to begin with. Add an extra three bucks on top of the the money line, and uh, I, I think I'm gonna have to take a shot on that plus six fifty. So, Matt Danger Schnell, but uh, mostly the under. And I think we decided that's gonna be 
it's going to be the consensus bet of the week. Under two and a half in uh, the danger against Mateus Nicolau. Hopefully he does bring it uh, and, and makes us all happy. Co-main event up next. Welterweight division. Rafael Dos Anjos taking on Brian Barbarena. Bam Bam. Bunch of, there's two Bam Bams on this card, aren't there? Wow. That's, that's got to be a record. We're, UFC is just setting new records out here, folks. Incredible. First card with two Bam Bams on it in organizational history. Gotta love it. Sean, how many times is Rafael Dos Anjos going to take this poor schmuck with no back down? A lot. Um, <laughs> sadly, beating the shit out of Robbie Lawler doesn't get you any... Uh, doesn't Respect. get us a better price. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get us a better price on RDA uh, in the following fight. Um, that number's huge. It's warranted. I'm, I'm just not going to play it. It doesn't really do too much to parlays. Um, I think RDA in kind of ev- any a- aspect, he can take him down and smash him on the ground. I think he can beat him up on the feet. Uh, it should be all RDA. Um, yeah. Kind of unplayable. Him inside the distance is like plus 175. I don't even... Like, I guess if he gets him down a bunch and, and smashes him on the ground, then he probably gets him out of there. Um, but that's still see, not... I could see an arm triangle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see some grappling, so... I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe I'll convince myself to play inside the distance, but other than that, it's... it's it is what it is. Wesley? <clears throat> yeah, this is... Uh... This isn't even competitive, man. I don't, I don't know what, what we're doing here, what RDA is doing, fighting this guy. I just, I got no idea. It's a waste of, of a fight for RDA. Um, I put RDA in a, a few things over the past week, 10 days myself. Um, I mean, he's gonna win this fight. I, I, I don't see any, any path for Barbara, like none. I, I, I just, I don't even see like a flash KO for Barbarina in this fight. I, I just can't see it. Um, I want to, I, I want to bet inside the distance too, but RDA just isn't like, he's not mean enough to, I don't think, to finish a guy like Barbarina. Like I just, it would have to be a sub. It, it would have to be. I don't, I don't see RDA like getting Barbarina down and landing enough like, Vicious ground and pound to get Barbarina. He just doesn't doesn't do guys like that. Um, I, I think it's just his mentality. He's not really in there to like hurt some poor schmuck, and that's what that's what this is going to be, man. Like RDA does what he wants in this fight. I'm not sure he gets a finish, but he probably does. So plus one seventy five is kind of on that borderline of maybe worth a sprinkle. But I got RDA money line at. Um, Around minus four hundred myself and a few things from a week ago. The line's just getting kind of crazy at this point. Like Sean said, I, I'm not sure how much a minus five fifty does for for your parlay. But if you got something that needs a third to get it at plus money, I, I do not see how RDA uses this right. Yeah, for me, this just seems like the type of spot where I'm going to throw RDA sub in some sort of dumb round robin yep. and 
there's not really a whole lot more that I want to have invested in this fight. Uh, it's it's mismatch. Any time that Barbarina starts having any success on the feet, which I think will be very few times in this fight to begin with, RDA is just going to take him down. So he's not, you know, imagine being an unathletic three-round grinder who's faced uh, guys outside of the top 15 for your entire career. Going against hard, yeah. <laughs> now you're facing a guy who fights five rounds every time and is better at you than, or better at everything than you. Like, and can be the ultimate grinder himself. Like, you're not. Exactly. Yeah, this is like one of the worst matchups you could ever so, I don't know. Maybe after all that, RDA is worth throwing in parlays because uh, what's the worst that could happen? Anyway, main event. Um, it's all right. It's, yeah, it'll make me tune in after uh, after RDA gets done with whatever he does. But we got Kevin Holland taking his 700th fight in the past two years, as the UFC will not let us forget. And he's taking on Wonder Bread. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what to expect from this one. I don't feel like I have the greatest read on it, Sean. Tell me what to think. I'm a bit surprised by this line uh, and the line movement. Um, you know, this was a, close to a, a pick at, at one point, And now uh, you can get Wonder Bread at, like, plus 140 at, at Bet Online. This is a big cage. Um, you know, Tom, Wonder Bread's been been showing some age, but that's against really really good grapplers. I don't think Holland is that good. Yeah, he gets some takedowns, he's got some scrambles, but he, his offensive wrestling is is not up to the point that it needs to be, in my opinion, to take down Wonder Bread even at this point in his career. So to me, this is going to be a striking fight in a big cage. You know. He, Holland could land something big, Pettis did, but generally I think Wonderboy is going to point fight the shit out of Holland. Um, so at, at plus 140, I put two and a half units on it. Wesley, two and a half? Okay, sorry, Wes. <laughs> um, yeah, Sean hit on, hit on some, uh, some important points here. Um, big Cage plays a lot. And I think any Wonder Boy fight at this point, um, the opponents that he, he's gone against this past couple of fights, um, I don't think Holland measures up close to their level of offensive wrestling and being able to get takedowns. Um, I'm just still not, I'm, I'm not sold on Holland, man. I, I just, I don't, there's just something about him. I'm, I, I, I like it. I like his, his, you know, his guts. I hope he got fucking paid a, a bag last time for taking that beating from cum shot. Uh, props to him. Um, but just cause you're like, you're pushed by the UFC and you get 1700 fights in the past two years and, you know, you're known on social media doesn't make you the level of fighter that Steven Thompson is. And I just don't think Holland is, man, even at, at this stage of, of Wonder Boy's uh, career. Um, big cage. I think it's a mostly kickboxing match. I mean, Stephen Thompson at, at plus money in a spot like that, like, I got to take some of that as well uh, uh, as a dog and 
the over two and a half is, is like minus one thirty eight at, at Betway. If if that gets released widely everywhere else, uh, two and a half, I'll probably take a little bit of the over as well. I just unless Holland lands something huge or Wonder Boy lands a spinning kick or some shit like that. This fight's going probably 25 minutes of a lot of pity pat fucking leg kicks and shit like that. So two and a half at minus 138. That's, that's a pretty good, uh, look as well, in my opinion. So small, small shot on uh, Thompson as a dog. And I like, uh, over two and a half quite a bit. You talked me into it, boys. Um, it, it's going to be Thompson. Maybe it was Thompson all along. <laughs> Who knows? I like to keep the, the folks on their toes. Uh, but Holland has had, what, 12, 13 fights in the UFC over the past two-ish years. Uh, he's, he's kept a very busy schedule. But in that time, like, his wins are all reliant on guys that are just willing to collide with him. Um, you know, Tim Means is too slow to get out of the way of anybody these days. Uh, Howboy uh, has three minutes in him and then he's done Jacare. We all remember how that went. Uh, and then before that, his, the guys that he faced were, were really, really not good. Um, I would have loved in retrospect, knowing what we know about fluffy now, uh, imagine if that fight went past literally the first exchange that they had, Holland would have been in hell. Uh, that would have been awful for him. Um, and I think that Holland is going to go to exchange in this fight, and Wonder Bread's just not going to be there. Um, somebody took him out of the pantry, moved him. Maybe he was getting close to the expi- expiration date, so they threw him in the freezer. But uh, but Holland's not going to be able to find him. It, it's going to be tough. Uh, I like that over two and a half. I hope that gets released more places. Um, I, I think if you get to over three and a half, that's when it starts to get to plus money. Yep. Um, and yeah, even bet online has goes to decision at plus one seventy. I think um, last time I checked, I, I think that that has a very realistic shot as well. So I'll take wonder bread to get a decision. I think it's a lot of Holland trying to find him and him making Holland miss and, and landing a little bit of stuff from the outside. Uh, Big step up in terms of the quality of striker for, for Kevin Holland. And I don't know. I just, I haven't seen it out of him. Uh, he's looked good in his last couple fights. He looked really good against him means, but that's not the same type of striker that, that Wonder Bread is. So Steven Thompson going to have a little play on him. Not two and a half units. My goodness. Are you rich or something? Oh, man, holy. Big time. Big time. Uh, yeah. And, and that's going to do it for us this week. Next week, are we back next week? Yeah, for yeah. fraudulent. Do we have to be back next week? I mean, God, Fucking I can't believe somebody broke into the garage and stole the opener, and Glover's just sitting there in his <laughs> rocking chair, doesn't know what's going on, and he's pissed. Uh, and it's terrible. UFC sucks. sucks. It sucks so bad. Hey, pro. Props to props to Yuri though for like, here take this shit. Like, uh, I'm not gonna hold this up. Like, they're they're gonna they're gonna rob me of it anyway. Like, they're gonna yeah. take my belt. Like, let me just give it, dude doing doing Glover like that though. Is just, you know what he should have done is he should have showed up to fight with one arm 
like that hero TJ Dillashaw get his payday, let Glover beat the shit out of him to get his belt back. We right. all have fun and make a bunch of money, and Glover gets to retire on top. Yeah, money money goes a lot further over uh, over there in uh, <laughs> Europe these days, apparently, when you're not. Gotta get he, that gear. That he, gear yeah, he cheap. got like twenty thousand from Reebok last fight. That's like three years living expenses <laughs> in, in Czechoslovakia. I mean, when Czechia, you're chopping, sorry. when you're chopping your own trees and building your own cabins, <laughs> money goes a ways. Uh, yeah. It does. But, but you know, now we get a uh, now we get the the banger that is uh, Ankaliyev, and we get the run of Ankaliyev now. You know. So yeah. what what's going to do uh, more pay-per-view buys? UFC 282 or the PFL card from last weekend? <laughs> Could you imagine if that's anywhere into like four digits? Like <laughs> would that would that shock you if the PFL card did more than like four digits of pay-per-view sales? Jeez. Man. Uh, hey, even uh, just for the uh the six million that they paid out for the the <laughs> tournaments, uh somebody said that they would have had to make uh, or had to sell hundred and twenty thousand pay-per-views to to break even. And I'm not even sure that that accounted for like the fifty percent that the pay-per-view company gets. <laughs> so it might have been double that. Yikes. I mean I, I want this, this guy's got some good connection in the you know getting. I wonder yeah, what he game. I wonder what he's paid for his money laundering. Like he, he's got to be like set because now he's out there today, like offering three million for Cyborg to fight Harrison again after she gets her ass beat. I'm like, this dude is like, fuck. I didn't. It, it's almost like uh, some uh, some better call Saul shit. And this dude is not laundering enough money for these motherfuckers. Like, I give three can't million. Get rid to, of it quick enough. He can't give it away fast enough, bro. Telling you. You can't get caught with that in the accounts. I mean, yeah. you, you got to cycle it through. Got to cycle it through. Um, anyway, but that's uh, that's an interesting thing that happens and sucks for Glover, and it's hilarious for the PFL, uh, and all of those things are true. That's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back next week to talk about Jan and Yankaliyev main eventing a pay-per-view um until then with Jared Gordon in the in the co-main event. <laughs> Sean, now Sorry. nobody's going to tune. I'm sure we've Sorry. got millions of people still listening right now and none of them are going to tune in next week because of that one comment. But we'll see you next week folks. Uh appreciate you listening as always. Go check out the Hammer. Uh tons of content there, a bunch of stuff for the the World Cup and everything that's going on right now. Uh, and lacrosse starts this weekend, folks. It's a great time to be alive. Yes. We'll see you next week. <laughs>